The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the people involved and do not reflect the official policy or position of any employer, institution, or agency. Yeah, you're a glory hog. A hog? I'm just asking for some credit. I'm not asking for, like, a million bucks. I'm just saying, like, you know, a, hey, good job editing that. You know, you hey, did good. Good job. By Thank the way, you. we're live now. Yo! Oh, my God! <laughs> Welcome to another episode doing of Sibling Songs. Oh, wow! What a start. <laughs> Listen, I, I don't know if y'all are out there, but I should get some type of, at least a thanks for editing this podcast now. I've been asking repeatedly. She should. She should. Uh... So but can I hear it? If you if can I, you're welcome, can I hear it? You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, thank you for editing this you. podcast. Thank you. But thank you. Thank you. what she what thank you guys you. missed, or you caught a piece of was her being a glory hog, credit hog. No, no, no. Let's Somebody not call expecting a little bit of appreciation a glory hog. For the simplest things. Hey, by the way, thanks for putting that in the trash. You're not even gonna say thank you. Oh my god. Look, yeah, no, I'm a big thank you caller outer. Don't have me do anything for you and no say thank you. I will call you out. Like when you hold the door for people, I'm that person that's like, you're welcome. Yeah. And I'm that person, bitch, I ain't ask you to open the door for me. I would never hold the door for you. I can see it on your <laughs> face that you are not someone worth doing yeah, the you'll good be, deed you'll for. You'll be leaving disappointed if you yeah, wait for me. No, I would just let the door close. No, I say you. thank you to people opening the door You for should. Me. I don't understand. Like, thank you goes so it, far. It doesn't really go that far because it I'm going to say thank you. And I'm, I'm going to say thank you and walk away and never no, see you again. No, but you know what? For me personally, thank you goes a long way. Like, if I'm doing something I don't particularly want to do and like you're like... Like opening doors? No, 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 no. I'll tell you, uh, like... I don't have a good example right now, but if I'm doing something I really don't want to do, and you Such as? and I just but listen, say yeah, say I'm say I'm folding a bunch of laundry for someone, and Why I don't I don't really want to do this. But listen, listen, listen. My point is this: say I'm doing something I don't really feel like doing. If you if I just do it and you're like, all right, thanks, uh, I did it. It's cool. If I feel like yo Jessica, you really helped me out. I really appreciate it. That for me personally makes all the difference. The first situation, I'm probably never going to do that again for you because I didn't want to do it in the first place. I did it once. I'm not going to do it again. The second time, I'm going to be like, you know what? I helped them. They really appreciated it. It felt good to me, and I would do it again. That makes all the difference to me. It's fat Carlton. Anyway, the I don't think... First of all, I don't really. Someone expressing their gratitude to you doesn't make yes, like the difference. Yes, but I have that means I have to be doing something for them. I don't... Do You gave folding clothes. I wouldn't be folding somebody else's clothes, number one. Um, you fold your wife's clothes and your chick, your kids' clothes. But I don't expect them to say thank you because I fold. See, I would want somebody to say thank you to me. Yeah. If I cook dinner, you like know why? Because you're, you're a credit. You're a credit. I guess we're rechanging this definition. I guess I am. If I cook you dinner, I don't care if you're my family. I don't care if I cook you dinner every night. You should say thank you. Do you say thank you to Teresa when she cooks you dinner? I do the cooking, but if she does, does she say thank you to you? Yeah, she does. Exactly. But I don't need it. It doesn't matter whether you need it or not. Some people do. And it, it's, 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 it doesn't even matter of the some people do. Somebody did something for you and you should express your, at least say thank you for it. Period. Mm. We learned that in like kindergarten. I don't know. Maybe like, I, I don't really do things I don't want to do. So. It doesn't matter. Common manners and decency is that when someone goes out of their way or, or does something for you, that you didn't have to do for yourself. Yeah, going out of their way, yes, I'll say thank you. It's something that you didn't have to do for yourself. You didn't have to cook that meal yourself. You didn't have to fold those clothes yourself. And you should at least say thank you what for if, someone else if, doing it if, for you. No, what if we have like equal responsibilities? Like I buy the food and you cook it. You both say thank you to each other. Well, that kind of wipe each other out. No, it doesn't. This is not a transaction. It's just a simple expression of gratitude. Ah, that's unnecessary. Gratitude can't cancel each other out. It's just... Mutual gratitude. I say it's unnecessary. You don't have any damn manners. I do. I do. I just yeah. not. I'm not. I'm not the over. Minimal. Minimal. Yeah, I'm a minimalist. Not the over. Over communication. Over. What have you been up to this week besides having no manners? Well, that's every week. But yeah, yeah, it is. This past week, I am on day ten. No, yeah, day ten. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, day eleven of no alcohol. I feel it interesting that you find the need to like announce yourself. You're like a you're like an alcoholic, anonymous. Uh, I've been sober for 42 days. Well, uh, I, I I've been sober my, for 32 days. I'm in the 10th step, and I didn't get my coin. I didn't get my a coin. 
I think this but day counting is quite telling. It's very hard. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. I'm not. I don't want to sound like an alcoholic, but I'm afraid. Well, how I many might days be. in are you? Eleven. I'm eleven days failed. Well, some of us like credit. I literally drank on Ash Wednesday. I was like, ah, oh, shit. Well, not supposed to be that's doing That's between this. you and Jesus. I told yeah, you we had a we, we had a, we had a ticket for you to heaven, but we had to put it on StubHub because I'm be in the good place. Looking back at this, like you mean looking up at us. You ever watch that show, The Good Place? It's about like after the afterlife, and it's like this whole city of people. Like, it's what happens after death. Kristen Bell is in it. Is it like purgatory? Um, no, it's actually like a just a city, like where there's like an omnipotent like guide who can do things, and everybody's dead though. Yeah, technically, but they're all very much living in this society that like they're they in now. Like they go to work and girls yeah, yeah, shop. they have like roles in society and things like that. It's an interesting show. Sounds like an interesting concept. One that I've never heard before. It's a good show. Ted Danson, isn't it? I like Ted Danson. He's like God or like God's prophet. What channel is this? Netflix. And what's it called? The Good Place. Hmm. But yeah, 11 Days, No Alcohol, The Good Place. I got to remember. So I went deeper into my, um, I went in deeper into my no cable zone. I bought an Apple TV today. And now I never usually sit in my living room and I never usually sit out there and watch TV. And now I can watch TV and I'm watching Love is Blind. Love is blind. That's the one you were telling me about earlier, about the people who don't see each other until they go on their first date or something like that? They, or they get married. date, <laughs> and they don't see each other. And at the end of the non-seeing each other dating, they either get engaged or don't. And then they see each other as engaged people. And then they start to like build a life together. And four weeks from that date of engagement, they get married or are at least going to go to a wedding. And at that point, they say whether or not they want to marry that person. Hmm. That sounds like an interesting concept as well. I I see one. I see it for one of the couples and one only at this point. I don't know if I could do that though. Can you? Do you get like a picture? Of, what if they're like skinny or fat? So there's not... this one girl on there, Jessica, who is very annoying, and she usually goes for like the frat boy broy kind of guys. But she actually matched with. Well, the broy guy dumped her. She liked this short Spanish guy. He loved her. She loved him. She wanted to go with the broy guy. The broy guy decided he didn't like her no more. So then she tried to run back crying to the Spanish guy. Now she done met the Spanish guy in person. She don't like him. And she keeps saying, I hope the physical attraction grows. It's not going to grow, sis. You don't like him. And she's just going through all these motions, trying on wedding dresses and doing all of this stuff, knowing damn well she don't like this guy. And he is, like, oblivious. He's 10 years younger. Don't you feel like relationship starts at like uh, first look though, like looks and attractiveness? This is, is what... the experiment. They keep calling this an experiment, and that's the experiment. Is love blind? No, I don't think so. I think you're attracted. I to know somebody. love is not blind for me. Yeah, first look, you know whether this person could potentially be somebody you could see yourself with. I always think about disabled people. Let me tell you how fast people would cancel me. Imagine we go through this whole thing. You propose to this person, and you come out and like they're in a wheelchair or something. I'm not being ableist, but like. That is not, like... The life you dreamed of? It, no, it's like, I just can't, like... And it's not that... Shallow hell, ladies it. and no, gentlemen. <laughs> it's, it's not that I could not see myself dating someone in a wheelchair. Say I'm, like, in another world, I'm actually single, and I, like... like I, it's not that I'm saying I would never date someone that's disabled. It's just, like, I need to see you first. So you can make that conscious decision? Yeah, like, let me decide that first. But what if... Give me the right if to the choose. conversation and everything is just, like... I don't everything. care. I want to see what you look like first. I'm not but doing see, that. But no, but, but yeah, but uh, once love you is see, not blind once for me. You, oh, okay, so because once you see what he, they look like and they're in a wheelchair or they got one leg or whatever it is, love is not blind. And, and for you're gonna me. be like, nah, this is not gonna work for me. I can't. You're say not even that. gonna give it a chance. I wouldn't even saying. do that because I don't want to be the asshole that looks at the person and then decides I don't want you no more. Let me but, just see you but wait, first. You started off saying you not that you could never date a disabled person or something. Like no, that. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that I wouldn't. I'm just How saying let me incorporate that in my decision making from the beginning. So what's what's an automatic write-off for you? I don't really have any. That's my point. But I want to know from the beginning. It needs to be part of my decision-making and my evolving thinking from the beginning. So let's say you were single, right? And you get off the train, and this guy, you see him on the train every day, or a bus or whatever, and he's in a wheelchair because he, he got no legs. I don't know. Whatever. And he tries to holler at you. Are you writing him off? No. Really? No. He's handsome. He's got a good job. He's just... Is disabled? No, he's getting himself around and he seems to be fine. You're going to go on a date with him? Maybe. 
it's not a write-off for me, but I want to know from the beginning. I don't want to, like, because I'm going to, like, come on. Let's, like, be human here. You're going to come out, you're going to come through the door, you engage to this person, and there's, like, something grave, grievously wrong. No, that's different. I think, I think the show is He's 4'9". The, the show like, is Like, no, I'm not doing this. The show is extreme. Getting it's engaged is, like, the end of dating. Like, you're getting right. married. But, I mean, I'm just trying to think, like, if if I was a girl or even if a guy and a woman came up to me and she was disabled. I don't know. I feel like I'm, I sound, there's no nice way to say, like. You would, you would go left. Um, probably. I, I mean, I can't, there's no beating around the bush. There's no, there's no nice way to say it. Like, I feel like I'm being, like, I'm discriminating against disabled people by saying I would never date a disabled person. And I don't want to say that because you never so know. So let's, let's, let's lower the stakes. Say that the person is, say you have a thing against severely skinny people. And you open that door and the girl is 98 pounds. 98 pounds. See, uh, it's hard to say because I don't have a thing against it. I'm not a child. No, but I'm saying, like, say people. it's not as grievous as a disability where, like, they can't walk. Just something that you really are not a fan of. Now you've engaged with this. You've, you've become engaged See, to this the person. See, the thing about me is, like, I, I am, like, one of those guys who, like, I like women. So fat, ugly, skinny. I am pretty sure I can find something attractive about you. If that makes sense. So... While you being ninety eight pounds, disabilities exactly what you're well, saying. Well, not necessarily. Not necessarily. So but, you, okay. but while you might be ninety eight pounds, I'm sure I'll find something. And then if your personality is is good, and all of that, then you know what? Maybe it could work. And maybe I'll just take you for cheeseburgers every day and make sure you don't throw it up in the bathroom afterwards. All right, everyone that's skinny does not have an eating disorder. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm just saying I I don't know. It's not my type of. Uh, Again, I'm not attracted to it, but it doesn't mean I mm. could. Being skinny is different than being disa- disabled. So it sounds also. like you're saying your love is blind. Um, I don't really, I don't really have a type of. I don't know. I don't have a type, but I. So it, you go. It is hard listen, to say so listen, that I'm gonna date somebody let's, in a wheelchair. Let's work, let's work this scenario through. There's I think the opposite. Wall. I think the better question is if she was like one of those six hundred six hundred pound life people. Well, I didn't want to automatically jump to fatness because fatness is always, like, deemed the thing that's undesirable, and I don't think that's always true. But, so it, so say that is your thing, fatness. That I don't like fat people or fat women. Yeah, so so you walk through the door and she's... 600 pounds. Yeah. Can't even get out of bed. They wheel her through the door. It's not... <laughs> now, that's OD. But, like... I mean, So, just generally, she's, four, she's, she's, over, she's, she's overweight. She's 400 pounds. She's overweight. Mm-hmm. She walks through the door. What you gonna do? I'm going to be nice to her. Okay. So that's the nice way of saying you're not going to marry her eventually. Probably not. But that's my point. I don't want to be put in that situation because there are things that I really don't like. So let's not. So so here's the question. So let's see if your love is really blind. Here's here's why the fat thing is, um, or the skinny thing, probably more the fat thing, less than the skinny thing. You being anorexically skinny could be just your genetics. Stop saying that. Why are you putting those two things together? Anorexically skinny? That's not even Eating a Eating disorders and skinny. I thought that was a medical term. No, anorexically it's skinny. not. Okay, you being... Uh, skinny. 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 Super skinny. Because <laughs> they're skinny and then they're super skinny. Like, yes, like but healthy. that does not mean that they have an eating disorder. They can have an extremely fast metabolism. Right. Okay, so you being skinny or you being... Let's go with fat. You being super fat is... A consequence of your life decisions, <laughs> is it not? Uh-oh. Nine out of ten times. I guess it is a consequence of your either lack of discipline, your poor eating habits, your lack of exercise, whatever it is. You got this way. You weren't born this this way. You weren't like supposed but to. But what if way. they're like twenty one and their parents fed them shit their whole life, so they really are trying to work themselves out of like a ditch that their parents put them in. Oh, that's different. But at twenty one, I'm probably not going to get married either. So true. At, you know, I, at thirty one, thirty one, you should have figured this out. By you now. hope. I've never been morbidly obese, but you would hope they would figure it out. I'm not sure. You're right. You're right. So. Anyway, I feel I feel like I'm in a position to say no. I'm not going to date you because of your life decisions. If you're six hundred pounds. I don't see any positive coming out of our relationship if you if your decisions are, your life decisions have been poor thus far. I don't know. Because like people will date like drug addicts and people with like the most sordid histories. Yeah, other... Speaking of sordid history, there's a black guy on there with a black woman named Diamond and She's he, a stripper. he goes all the way that's so funny. One of the white guys that she dated asked her that and she was like, I, did, I would never date him because he asked me if I was a stripper on our first date. I'm like, oh. But was she? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't really know. She could be. Um, but so she dates Carlton. They get engaged. 
they go to this resort. The first thing is that they go on a vacation. He tells her, I've in the past dated both genders. She doesn't even get mad, but he does this weird defensive thing where she's like, I need to think. And then the next day, she's like, I just don't understand why you didn't tell me this from the beginning, da, da, da. And he's like, why do you have a problem with this? Nobody else had a problem with this. Like, he's, like, turning it on her. And she's like, you're bugging right now. Like, you should have told me this from the beginning. I'm not wrong to say that. He's, like, going off on her. And I'm like. Because he didn't tell her that he dated guys in the past? Total, like, total gaslighting. I think, (laughs) well, he's obviously gay. He's bisexual. Both of you just nodded. There, there no. is no Two way men to be. in the room just nodded no. You can't be bisexual yet as a man. There's no I way. I think you can. How? Because you like who you like at the moment. That is not... That is ridiculous. If you do gay things as a guy, you are gay. I don't care if you change your mind tomorrow and you come back and you want to mess with a girl. You are gay, bro. Okay. There's no such thing as bisexual. Well, if they change their mind and the next day they're having sex with a woman, for example, isn't that by definition bisexual? That is by definition you having um, sex with a woman and then one day having sex (laughs) with a man. So you're a gay man who has sex with women? (laughs) That's bisexual. Stop it. I don't agree. I don't agree because bisexual makes it seem like a class that you're in now. And it's a hand like, oh, I'm bisexual. It's okay for me to superman and woman. Oh, you're no. putting a value judgment into it. I think no that's value, the definition no of back. bisexual, that you have sex with women and men. But there's no going back from having or you're sex attracted with a man. To women and men. There's no going back. Going back to what? A woman. Heterosexual. Heterosexual. But you're not. You're in this middle place of bisexuality. This is foolishness. This middle place <laughs> is foolishness. <laughs> oh, my God. This is absolute fuckery. Oh, my God. You can't be. Listen, I, 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 you tell me. You're a girl. Yo, you got you're a woman. You tell me. Your boyfriend comes and says, by the way, back in the day, I used to All right, all right. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. We know what that means. Um, you're going to be like, said, I'm, but I'm bisexual. Or matter of fact, boyfriend... even better, I used to be bisexual. Now I'm straight. <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me hear you say that middle, let me see that middle ground now. Why don't you meet him on no, the middle ground? they really are bisexual. I still give them that title. Okay. It's my decision as to whether I want to date someone who is bisexual. What's wrong with dating a bisexual if it's okay? I, I, that is my decision. But I give them, I'll let them have the title of bisexual. I'm not going to take that away from them and make them gay. Okay, so, so you're okay with it then? No, that's not what I said. I'm saying that I respect them as a bisexual Why person. Why are you not okay with it? I didn't say I wasn't okay with it. You just said. <laughs> I said I didn't, I'm not saying that I am or I'm not. I'm saying I can, okay, I'm so okay with continue, calling you, continue, you bisexual. You, you know what's funny is that in the show, I'm going to tell you my answer, but in the show, Shorty seemed like she was ready to talk to him. Like she was ready to kind of like see where his head was at and everything. And he got so defensive and so nasty that she was like, fuck this. Like I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt when you're the one that was wrong. You definitely should have told me this from the beginning. And not only did you not tell me, now you're trying to flip it on me like I'm crazy. So, my answer is whether I would date somebody that was bisexual in the past. Um, see again, you're saying bisexual in the past, as or if he's not bisexual now. now. But, yeah, no, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure what the terminology would be because if you're with me right now, we're in a heterosexual relationship. Yeah, but if you did something gay in the past, does it mean you, you forgot about it? You are a bisexual. I guess you keep your identity throughout the whole thing. So you are a bisexual. So once you go, I am a heterosexual. You, so once you become a bisexual, there's no ever going back to being gay or straight. But if you're... That's interesting because if you're a bisexual in a heterosexual relationship... Are you still bisexual? I, I think you are. Because you've done it one time. Because that's how you identify. No, it's no, an identity. What if, you, what if you don't identify as bisexual? What if you say, I'm a straight male, but... Five a, years ago, I sucked with a man. I suck prick. All right, you don't like. We can just generalize. <laughs> um, I am a straight man, but w- once upon a time, I did this thing. Um, I think that's something different from bisexual because that's saying like you're abandoning that identity. I don't you're know. not like still saying I'm gay. You're not still saying you're ever. So what do you, you say? Don't say what, what do you say? So would I date the person with a gay past? I don't know. I don't. I, I can't say, I, I wouldn't say no, but you're I wouldn't say too, yes. You're, 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 no, like you're riding the fence. <laughs> I know, I know, because I have to hear what it is for you. I have to hear what it is. Were you like out in the club, yes, rainbowed out? I was out? in the gay club. I wasn't rainbowed out. I was on the down low for a little while. If, and then... if somebody told me, so let me give you a scenario. If a guy said to me, ah, I, I was in a gay relationship for two years. No, yeah, no, then you're, you're gay and I'm okay, probably not going to date fine. you. But I when think I was that... in college, well, here's another scenario. When I was in college... Um, my roommate and I experimented for a little bit, but I didn't like it. 
and I think I would be comfortable, a little more comfortable potentially with like a once, like a, like a, I, I don't know though, like a, just like a one. We kissed and we had anal sex. No, 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 no. Oh, there's levels of your gay acceptance. I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. It, it makes me a little uncomfortable that. Listen, you're beating around the bush when I you need to just say to. you're never going to date a guy who ever tells you any, that he did anything remotely I don't feel gay. the need to say that I would. I think I, I'm just trying to be honest. I don't feel I, the I, need I, to say... I don't feel like it's like progressive or something to be like, I dated a bisexual person. You don't have to don't. be open to dating a bisexual just, person. Just say it. I, I, don't, I don't know. I know. And no, I, I know and for, that's fine. I know for you. You don't think I would? I don't. I know you wouldn't. I don't think I would. You wouldn't be able to look at the guy straight. As soon as he does, as soon as he, as soon as you see him come home and he's got an apron on, cooking food or something like that, or he does something slightly feminine, you're gonna be like, I knew this motherfucker was gay. Yeah, I don't. I, I do think that it would mess with my head. I think it takes a very secure person to, but they. That's what they say. Like, if they say like, from what I hear about these situations, it's the same thing like any other relationship. Say you you like women, for example, right? Your uh, wife could be worried so. that you're out there with other women this whole time, but she trusts that you're not. So it's the same type of situation whereby you like men, but regardless of whether you like men or women, you're with me right now, and you shouldn't be with anyone else. So it really shouldn't be a concern. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Well, I'm not, I don't think the concern, intellectually. I don't think the concern. Is I don't know like why it would bother me, but cheating. I think it would. I don't think the cheating is the concern because you face those. Problems no, but that's what a lot of people of say. If I, I feel think, like he's gonna want to go back to men, like I'm not gonna be enough. Listen, what if? I mean, the thing is, you could be dating this guy, and he could be tell you this, and then the one time you guys go to have sex or something, and he's like, you know, put your finger in my butt, or something, or he can't, he can't, he's impotent, or whatever, something happens, he's just not You're like, like, oh, because I'm not. Like, like, oh, but that's what I'm saying. Gosh, if you, if the person is with you. You have to believe that they're with you and attracted to you and that you're enough. And you can't keep thinking about these potential others. Because that could happen in a heterosexual relationship. Of course, but you they, but that's not the thought in most people's head. If your boyfriend or, or my something, whatever, your, your husband at the time, he has a... He, you probably think it's another woman. If he can't get it up for you at home regularly, you're going to think he's messing with somebody you, else. No, you're not. Why would you think that? Oh, I mean, wrong. when you get older, something, things happen. You know what I'm saying? Your body takes a toll on you. Whatever happens, you, this shit happens. It doesn't mean you mess with other women. I don't think that's the first. No, it's not the first thing, but it could be a. It could be a. Um, potential but thought. if he told you he was gay in the past, that's what the first thing would pop into your head. Maybe. Ladies, it would and, pop ge- into ladies my, and gentlemen, it would pop into my head around the same time that that cheating thing popped into my head. If it was a heterosexual and relationship, and gentlemen, she is just being politically correct this whole episode. She's worried about when she runs for office, this is going to resurface, and she's going to be looked at as some kind of non-progressive, and she's going to be. You know what it is? I don't like putting myself in a box. I don't like saying like I am definitely going to do this. I'm definitely not. There are a few things that I can say I'm definitely never going to do, but then there's a lot of things where I'm like, eh, in the right situation at the right time, I don't know. That's just kind of who I am as a person. Like, I don't really, I don't know. I don't know where I would sit. But I can say, if I had to choose, if I just had to make a decision right now, I'd probably say no bisexuals for me. All right, there you heard it. I said no from the jump. Although, (laughs) I feel like I could be convinced otherwise. That's all I'm saying. You you keep leaving the door open. Yeah, the the door is open. That's my point. For me, it's an open and shut case. I get it. I get it. You have to kick the door in for me because it's locked, deadbolt. I, I'm I not it. doing it. But, see, so wait, but for girls, it's different. I, I, I dated a girl. She told me she was bisexual. I bet you would. Not for like any kinky purposes, but I mean, I feel like it's just a little soft on the ears to women, you know. Anyway, whatever. Anyways, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> I just told you. Besides this. not drinking. Uh, not drinking. Um, working. It's life is hard without this not drinking thing. I'm angry all the time. So wow. well, that's what my wife says, but. I don't think I am. I believe her. I just have low patience. My patience I, level. I believe her. My patience level is going down. Why do you believe her? You just what the hell? No, <laughs> I believe her because you're like so much more mellow. You're like not depressed, but like your energy level is like on a three instead of a ten. Well, I've been slamming Red Bulls. It's the only thing that helps me out. Only thing that makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like I'm drinking. So. My heart's racing to thirty beats per minute. Oh my god. <laughs> You so. see, this is why I'm not doing this. Well, it's, it, I'm just trying just to do switching it. from one drug to the next. Got to do something. Now right. you're on uh, what's that called? Tyrosine? What's that thing? Taurine. Yeah. Is that what's in Red Bull? It's Taurine? like crack. 
See, now you went from alcohol and, to taurine. So well, you used to I, drink Red Bull and liquor, so now you just I just moved the liquor. Yeah, you know? but it's good. Moved to it, helps, it helps me maintain it, stay afloat. Mm. What have you been up to? I went to Nashville. Um, I didn't. It was my presentation went well. Um, I I think people really enjoyed it. It was my first time talking about this, and it I think it went well. I hated the hotel. It was one of those huge resorts with like now a, you're a hotel snob. With like a water park in it. It was a resort. What was the hate about it then? Because it was just too big. Like when I have to leave my room like 15 minutes in advance just to get to my destination in the same resort, that's crazy to me. I hate oh, that. You're being ridiculous. Most it's pe- just most too people big. Love, most and people then when I that. checked into my hotel, there was hair all over my shower. Well, that's something you could legitimately complain about but having too much stuff to do eh, no it's not too much stuff to do it's just too much to walk and it's like you need a map like I don't want to have to walk through this place with a map I had this paper map if I walked out of my room without that thing it was curtains Hmm. they had an app that you could literally turn on navigation like Waze Google Maps navigation type thing to go around the hotel where was this hotel too big Nashville Tennessee it was at you ever heard of the gate of the Opry land the Grand Old Opry the Grand Old yeah it was right there it was at the Grand Old Opry Hmm. like I walk past the Grand Old Opry. Hmm. It's on the premises of the resort. So hmm. it's like big country music city. Everything is about the country music. There's guitars everywhere. Like several different areas throughout the resort where you can go see live country music. The thing is that I don't give a goddamn about country music. Well, I like country music. I, it's not that I don't like it. It's just I don't listen to it. I don't care about the culture. I don't care about the history. If you show me a good song, sure, but I'm not a country music fan. So all of the nostalgia and everything, the Elvis memorabilia and stuff, I don't care. Hmm. I need to go to like Motown or something where I, there's music that I actually like I'm interested in the people. Detroit. They don't, I'm sure they don't have any big hotels like that in Detroit. Though. Do you remember us going on a vacation when we were younger with um, our friends? We went somewhere like the Motown Cafe. Was it Universal Studios or something? you remember that? The Motown Cafe? Was that, it, was that a thing? It was a thing. I where think. was that? I think there were a few of them. Where did we go? Um, was it Universal Studios? That's the only place we went with like friends, like two families traveling. I don't Florida. remember where the Motown Cafe was. I remember it was a they had a great meatloaf. That's all I remember. A meatloaf. Meatloaf. Mm, I think isn't there one in New York now? A Motown Cafe. Motown Cafe. It was like very like uh the names were like old R and B singers and stuff. Oh yeah, they went out of business. Motown oh. Cafes was the first one in New York City, Las Vegas, and then Orlando. Orlando. Okay. That's probably where it was. And now they're all out of business. It seems so. Dang. I remember that, though, because it was like all the jazz artists on the wall. Yeah, it was the same type of vibe, but for country music. And I just don't particularly care. No, no, no. I'm saying like where I was this week was the same type of thing. Very nostalgic, but I just don't care about country music. Mm. You been following politics? Man. You see all the people dropping out the race? I have a mini mini rant. I need to insert some type of sound graphic here. I think that black people are being incredibly short-sighted. In regards to? Joe Biden winning these delegates, winning these states, what's, and winning... What's wrong with smoking, smoking slow Joe? He's fucking retarded. Like, he can't even put together a sentence. And people are voting for him just because he's a moderate and just because he voted with Obama and just because he is a white man. Like, a, 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 not, I mean, obviously, Bernie's a white man, too, but he is a white, like... Typical established politician. Yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, not off not the a, rockers like Elizabeth not, Warren or Bernie Sanders. Not, I, not, that, not, I, listen, not that Warren's off a rocker. But. Neither of them are off their rocker. My, my point is actually that what the majority of these people that are voting for Biden actually need is much more represented in Bernie Sanders' platform than Biden's. So why do you think they're voting for Biden as opposed to Because Sanders? they have this ideological bent that this country perpetuates against democratic socialism and the idea of progressive but isn't this new tax policy there's a there's a general from the cold war times until now there's a general adversity to socialism anything that sounds like socialism anything that sounds like communism anything that sounds like it's for the people however as a democratic socialist the stuff that he stands for is actually much more aligned with what the majority of black people need. We have like 1% of the wealth in this country. We have the worst health care, the highest mortality, the highest female mortality of dying. Like, You think Biden, you think it's, it's, going to solve all those problems? Joe Biden has um, no black agenda. 
all of his policies are colorblind and that they are meant to be applied to everyone with the hopes that black people will somehow just you know, jump in and benefit also can, amongst can, everyone else. Can you, else. as a politician, have policies that are just geared for one person? Yes. Bloomberg released a whole black economic agenda. Biden has a very vague black economic agenda. Who else had one? Deval Patrick, for the moment he was in, had one. Who else had a black agenda? Elizabeth Warren has a black agenda. Yes, you can create a policy just for black people. Throughout this time, throughout this his, the history of this country, particularly in the last 70 years, this country has created tons of policies that were meant to develop the economic growth of its citizens. Those policies were perverted and only benefited white people. You look at housing policy, you look at economic policy from the 50s, 60s, 70s, it benefited white people only. It's damn time for policy that benefits black people specifically. Mm. We've been left out of the conversation for so long. It's absolutely time for policy so that focuses like on us. This is like a form of political reparations, you're saying? It's polit- political equity. There have been policies that have disadvantaged us for decades. Why wouldn't it be time for policies that advantage us, to, that allow us to catch up and make headway? We've been in this country forever. There's been policies that should have been applicable to us forever, around housing, around education, around things like that, that we never got a chance to partake in because of racism in the implementation of the policies. And sometimes racism in the actual policy itself. When you think about redlining, the practice of redlining was a governmental policy about which houses to exclude and include, to save people. Which houses are we going to save from foreclosure? The now, ones that black but, people are not in. We're going to let but, them foreclose. But do you think that the majority of the white people are going to, they're not going to go for this? What I'm saying is, and I understand that, and that's what people, that's why people are making this false calculation to vote for Biden, because they're saying, well, he's the one that white people are going to vote for. We don't know who anyone is going to vote for. I mean, we don't can, have you these can, calculations you can, you can are gauge, foolish. You can gauge. He cannot string together a sentence. I mean, uh, you're giving him less credit than I think he deserves, but I'm um, not by a lot. I think I, I think I don't think, the, I don't think the white people I don't think white people are going to go for those kind of policies that doesn't affect them. That doesn't but it does them. his policies. But the things that Bernie Sanders is standing for actually benefit not only black people, because that's not the only thing in his agenda. His policies writ large would benefit a lot of poor people, a lot of middle class people. Yeah, but you say you have a black agenda. That means and that will bring in black people, but that's not the only thing in his agenda. There are other policies that will help women, that will help children, that will help poor people, that will help immigrants. When you're saying Biden doesn't have any of that. I'm saying he does really doesn't have a black agenda. Yeah, I don't know. I think that... Um it's gonna be hard to run as a camp as a president for president with a black agenda. It's part of your whole entire agenda, but I like the special call out that you recognize that there is a problem where this group of people are being disproportionately disadvantaged, and that you're willing to do something about it. I think we, as a voting people, should demand those types of things from our elected official. I feel like we give our vote away. Us voting for Joe Biden is giving our vote away based on an Obama effect and him being an establishment white man. We're giving it away with nothing in return. He has nothing for us. You think you think Jewish people go out there and vote for people who are, if you have a stance, Israel, Palestine, whatever it may be, you think they just go out there voting all willy-nilly? No, but... Exactly. I don't think, I don't think Sanders necessarily... Um, I don't think any of them have any of our best interests at heart. You should push for one of them to at least do something. I don't think we should be giving our vote away. Sanders is the closest I see to having something for us. So why do these? Why do the South Carolina? Why do people in South That's Carolina? That's my point. This is why. No, this is why this is a rant. You, no, I don't saying, understand what they see in Biden. Is there something we're missing? What do you mean? Is there something that could be missing? Like you saying he has no type of policy for black people? Could no, it be he something doesn't. We're missing? He does. No, he definitely doesn't. Hmm. He definitely doesn't. He's definitely on some colorblind. The same thing Obama was on and same thing Obama's criticized for. This idea that I'm everyone's president, which you can be everyone's president, but that I don't need to create policy specific to this group. I'm going to create policy for everyone, and this group it's is going to benefit. If you ask white people why they hate Obama, they say because he was only for minorities and black people. That's, that's rhetoric, man. I what did, like, come on. Let's look at the facts. What did he specifically do for black people? Nothing. Yeah. That's rhetoric. He could have done 
everything or nothing for black people and white people would have said that regardless because he did not actually do anything if you talk only thing you could be talking about is letting some people out of prison well trump's letting a gang of people out of prison thanks to kim kardashian Wow. <laughs> My man Trump. <laughs> uh, man. Let it be documented. No, but the, um, well, you know, Obama put that crazy universal, we universal right health care thing together and that got kiboshed. Yeah, but that's not, that's universal policy. policy. That's not targeted policy. But see, again, like you said last time, even though it's universal, it's still, who does it more proportionally affect? It was more beneficial for minorities than not it was Not necessarily. For we don't know that. You think you most of this country is still white, even though we're a growing minority. I, I, that's fine. It's still most white. of this country is no, still, still white, white and a lot of the poor people in this country are white. But proportionally, but you it know, still well, you know, white people make up the beneficiaries, the majority of welfare recipients. Just by sheer numbers of them being the majority, you can't. But that's it. my point. They may be the beneficiaries of free health care, not they, us. Of course they are. But proportionally, we have more. People that use these services than they no, do. No, 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 we don't. Not, not, not numbers wise. They have more than us, but proportion to the amount of black people in the country. Oh, that's what proportion. More of us are poor than of them. That's what I'm saying. So you can't say, in one argument, that that's there's it. more of them using it. Obviously, there's more of them because there are millions more of them than there are us. But percentage wise, we have a higher percentage of people using these services than they do. Based on the sheer numbers of population. We have a higher proportion. That's what I said. You said percentage. That's what it is. It's a percentage. 25% of 100 is 25. 25% of 200 is 50. So it's still more, it's more or less. It's more numbers, but there's more of a sample. Hmm. So, you know, I, I, that, that policy definitely affects us or not. No, I'm yeah. not saying it doesn't affect us. I, I, guess I'm guess, I guess we would have to just look at numbers to see who are the biggest beneficiaries of free health care. So... Now that Biden, now that the, you can see how powerful the Democratic Party and they they muscled all those people to bow Mm-mm-mm. out. They were like, "You gotta go." No, I mean you it had to go. happen. But I just. So who are you gonna vote for? Huh? In the primaries, who are you gonna vote for? Oh, I'm burning for Bernie Sanders for sure. Mm. And that's funny. I I really wasn't a Bernie fan, but between these two people, the decision looks so utterly clear to me that I can't understand what people are looking at when they look at Biden. Now, how do you feel about this now? Now. If Bernie steals votes from Biden, that almost guarantees Trump a, w- a victory. No, it doesn't. This is this false calculation that I don't understand what people are talking hey, well, about. Here's, I'm going to tell you why it does. Because if you united the two and brought the votes together of the people who have voted for Only Biden, one person can be nominated to go up against Trump. No, Biden can... There has to be a Democratic nominee. when well, the, One of these people have to go at some point. No, that's, that's, this, is what, this is the problem. Sanders is not a Democrat. He's an independent. What is that? Uh, he's have a, horse children he, upstairs. He's an independent. So he could enter the race as an independent, which would take away votes from the Democratic guy, Biden, hmm. even though he can't win. <laughs> you see what no, I'm saying? No, I don't. Is that, is that how that works? I, I'm not, can, I'm not as, I'm not as a, educated about that have, type of the politics. A, I, my thought have, process. You have one Democrat and you have one Republican, but there's independents. There's, there's, no, no, there's no. It's so, so there must have been a conversation about this because I've, I've been hearing, like, would you run as an independent? If that's the case, if Bernie does not get enough votes to become the Democratic nominee, he but should not, not run as an independent. Absolutely not. He should leave and endorse Joe Biden. Okay. Absolutely okay. not. He should not run as an independent. And I think that there's been a conversation think, about think, that. Is, is he even on the ticket now as a Democrat? Well, I guess he is because he's in the he should ab- No, 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 no. I absolutely disagree with him running as an independent because that's just going to split the vote into, like, ensure a lose. No. I'm going to vote for whoever wins. But between the two of them, I can't understand why people are thinking about Biden. I don't think he's going to win. As soon as he actually goes up against Trump, his son is going to start coming out. Ukraine. Nepotism is going to start coming out. All of these things are going to start to be an issue. And Trump is going to bury him. Mm-hmm. Trump is going to bury him. I think Biden has, I mean, I think Sanders has a much cleaner history. It's going to be much harder for Trump to try to grill him and, and throw him under the bus. Biden is, it's, man, I don't know what people are looking at. Well, I truly don't understand what type of calculations. Now everybody's a political analyst. Now everybody believes for some godforsaken reason that Biden is the one that can beat Trump, so we should all vote for him. Why can he beat Trump? Give me three good reasons. Why Biden could beat Trump? Yes. 
Uh, because even though you're a Democrat, even though a lot of people are Democrats, there are still a lot of Democrats that are comfortable with the establishment and Joe Biden fitting that, that mold. They're not comfortable with Bernie Sanders Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or a female or a gay or, or anything. They're comfortable with the politics as it is, even though they're a Democrat. So there's a lot of people like that. Middle America is split. You know what I mean? All those flyovers. There's these people, California, New York, we live in New York, so we hear a lot of uh, this progressive movement and the tone, and, and it's easy for us to understand it. But other than the coast, like California and like Seattle, all those countries, like the, it really is the coast. If you look in the middle of the country, go to Wyoming or you go anywhere. These places, there are a lot of people who are uncomfortable with with a Bernie Sanders. But you know what? I, I, I agree with you. And those are the people you. who have to come out and vote. But in listen, order for us to, uh, I agree with you. I agree that they are uncomfortable with him and I agree. It. I, I'm taking it a step further. I don't think they are actually justified in being uncomfortable with him. There's a lot of people out there, unless you're the uber wealthy which he plans on taxing way more, or unless you are benefiting from the finance industry or something like that, which is a small percentage of people, I actually think these same people who are quote-unquote uncomfortable with Bernie Sanders are actually the people who stand to benefit under Bernie hey, Sanders. but they're not... They're not this is like the poor white people who vote Republican when that's not really in their best interest policy-wise. I think a lot of that is still going on. Of course it is, and people don't always vote in their best interest. But that's interest. my not point. There's like, not a lot of educated voters. Right, and that's what I'm saying. I wish, at least, I can only think about black people because I'm black, and that's the, that's the community I'm in. Like, I would wish that we would not fall into that same trap of just voting for people on ideologies, basis, and nothing else. Not the practicality of it. Not the substance of it. Just because we think that this guy can appeal to... The worst thing I hate to hear is we're trying to get back those people that voted for Obama in 16 but voted for Trump in 20. This this negative frame of voting, of voting to get people back and, and pull people from the side... But it's a fact. Side, you got to like, get those people No, you back. don't. I mean, you got a lot of more people who are... The, the key is every four years, you got four years worth of new people eligible to vote. And that's, and that's, yeah. that's like the lowest voting people, the people who turn out the least. And guys, that's what—that's how Obama those, won. Those college students. That's the Obama you're, if strategy. If you're a sophomore in college and you're 19, now you can vote. The chances of you voting is slim. That's the Obama strategy, and I, it was—it was disheartening to hear. I listened to an episode of The Daily a while back. There's a lot of people with a lot of energy and enthusiasm in California doing this for Bernie, trying to get these young people out, but they're talking to people who are not citizens and cannot vote. Mm-hmm. And the, even even the guy Michael Bar- Michael Barbaro at the beginning of the podcast was like, "This is very strange." Hmm. Like, they're doing all of this stuff. And he's, like, asking the people in the room as a journalist, like, so, 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 are you going to vote for Bernie in 2020? Like, since you're here or whatever. And he's like, I can't vote. Hmm. Like, I got, what? I got, I got a felony. <laughs> no, they're immigrants. They're illegal immigrants. He's got a lot of support amongst the Hispanics and stuff like that. But, like, some of them see, are. How stupid is that? That's very stupid. That's why I was so frustrated. Like, wait a minute. What kind of a strategy is this when you're not talking to voters? We assume, like, we call the people voters, but there is actually a distinction in the people. Those who can actually vote and those who cannot. Yeah. And he was so, the, the journalist was so shocked when he was talking to people. and was like, wait, I've spoken to about ten people here and eight of them can't vote. I'm like, oh, Bernie, what but, are you doing? But it's so crazy because the Democratic Party notoriously throughout history has seemed to be, like, so dumb. With the, yeah, with the nonsense they do. I agree. So, and it's, I mean, looking, look, looking at it, it's like amazing how Obama even won. You know what I mean? Like He how, won with these young voters, but he talked but, to voters. Because Obama won. He was the first Democrat he had since, what, Clinton? Um, two years? Yeah. Two years. Well, we had eight years of Bush. Yeah, and then Obama. Yeah. So, eh, I guess it's not that long, but uh, again, I think, I think they're going to have to do something to But you know, I, I, I kind of, I, I feel like it can go either way, and I'd be interested to see. I feel like people are going to either do the stupid thing and vote for Biden this time around. And I think voting for Biden, making him the Democratic nominee, is an automatic win for Trump. I really believe that. No, I don't think so. And I think that... I think the opposite, I think that, actually. I think that if he wins, Trump will win. And then we'll have another four years, and people will really have to reevaluate this idea that they know who's going to win. I don't think Joe Biden is going to win, but I do believe that most of the Democrats believe he will. And I'm just like, well, let it play out then. Let people see that this false MS, everyone's an MSNBC analyst bullshit is, you're wrong. No, I don't, I I think 
Biden has the better chance of winning than Bernie. But I don't think so. I don't think he'll make it through Trump's attacks and all of that and bringing out the dirt and the emails. That thing in Ukraine is literally going to be the Hillary Clinton email scandal for the 2020 election. Yeah. He's going to ride it and ride it and ride it. And then we're going to have a Comey come out the day before and he's going to lose. I think the people who are going to vote for Trump, and this is the thing, the people who are going to vote for Trump, there's nothing you're going to tell them. Absolutely, that's and that's why change. I don't think we should be trying to go after the people that we lost from 2016 to 2020. It's the people that are on the fence. And and we can get those people, but I don't think Joe I, will get I, those I, people. I don't think you're getting them with Bernie Sanders. I, I, I think, I think I'm, I'm okay with whatever happens in the sense of, I think as a Democratic Party, we have to choose a direction. I think the younger Democrats, millennial Democrats, on a on average, tend to be more aligned with Bernie. I think the older establishment tends to be more aligned with Biden on just on ideology's sake. And the Democratic Party is having an identity crisis. So I'm interested to see how this plays out in 2020. Because well, they couldn't be more opposite. Just remember that um, Hillary won the popular vote. I still lost. <laughs> so let's see. And, and that's a whole nother more more macro conversation of like politics and elections in general. Like who's going to be, you know, Trump is never going to sign up to change the election process. At what point? We can't change it. Well, what what is it? Because something about this electoral college is very stupid and it's not working anymore. Well, it's the delegates. Yeah, it, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's built so to give these smaller states. If there was no electoral college, these politicians would campaign in California New York, Ohio, and like Florida, they would never go to Idaho because they wouldn't matter, wouldn't care. Their votes would mean nothing. You know? Yeah. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> I need to. You should see her face now, guys. She looks like she's struggling, like the cat walked in and you just caught an allergic reaction. I had, I had like a mini allergy attack. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Did you see that news report? We'll come back. We'll 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 finish this politics at later because this is. I think this is going to be a never-ending conversation. I, I'm I'm upset this week. Well, I'm upset because I haven't had anything to drink. I need. Well, I'm not upset because. But of did that. you see the video? This 15-year-old child getting beat up in the streets of Brooklyn. I just saw you it say a few it's over sneakers. Ago. Well, that's what I heard, and I wouldn't be surprised because there's a lot of savages on these streets nowadays. They're beating 80 old 80 year old women to death. It doesn't happen often. People it happens get, enough people that people get robbed every day. And beat up every day. I don't know. I'm, I'm not it's saying not, it is because of sneakers. Because I don't know. It's not every day that a 15-year-old girl gets beat up by guys for some sneakers. I get it. I get it. All I'm saying is that if that turned out to be the end of the story, that they wanted her sneakers. The video is quite I would alarming just be and like, disturbing. It's Can you super imagine, alarming. Like, I, what happened to, like, you, first of all, you never Chivalry. was hitting girls. Like, yeah. two girls fighting, that's one thing. I, I, listen, you hit a girl, if she hit you, I'm, okay, hit her back, but you gang assaulted this one girl. It was like 15 dudes and like a, a chick That's stomping wild. this girl out. These are That's crazy. savages. And this is the streets of New York City that's supposed to be safe, which I guess is relatively safe, but that doesn't make you feel safe. Not at all. Sending your kid to school and they, she gets jumped, a girl by dudes, like who's... Who's raising these kids to Those dudes' beat up? mothers yeah, like, have all failed. Who? Their fathers? Everybody. Anybody who even spoke to them has, yeah, has failed. Yeah. But who? That's disgusting Where are these kids being raised at? And these are the same kids later on. And it's going to be problems for the police and the courts and society. <laughs> already a problem for society. But the, the face on that guy when he walked away with, his, with her sneakers, I said, oh, the ghetto. Yeah, this is wild. I saw that and I was like, man, this is... They need to catch these dudes. But I heard they did catch them. They, they caught some. Like the dudes that stabbed up the white girl in uh, Morningside Park. That's yeah, wild. That's wild. But again, even that's less alarming to me than this is. Yeah, they didn't jump her. Yeah, because people get... Stab- <laughs> I think stabbing is probably worse. Because this girl will live. No, yeah, she died, obviously. But I mean, that's, that's worse, but... It's like, just the recklessness. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not surprised that they might have done this for sneakers like clearly there's, there's people no out fear. here that are just wild there's no fear of the law or right. anything right which is wild to me but these kids they have no respect there's never a time where you thought it was okay to beat up the girl beat up girls i can tell you this honest to god i am terrified of these kids nowadays Why? i see them on the train i move away particularly the girls the girls are the the gulliest of them well, the girls, I told you, when I when I used to work with kids in the schools, man, I was like, yeah, I can't do this. Nah, I'll have you in jail. 
I was I, my pressure. I felt my pressure going up. I just knew that for a fact that I, I, I was gonna yeah. end up slapping one of these kids. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's a whole nother level. Like these kids are. Yo, I I be on the train. I'm just like wow, like the mouth on these kids. Yeah, talking to you already. Right. I wonder who these people's parents are. I would like to meet their parents. Yeah, like I'm not even like the way that they talk about their sex life in and of itself at like 15 oh my god I was like oh I'm not effing him like I just sucked his dinner I'm like oh the god help me my ears society please help me like it's so bad it is so bad it makes me so uncomfortable and so like sad I'm just like you guys are doing so much it's so young like there's so much life ahead of you, and you may not get there. You may set yourself up and jam yourself up so bad at this age, being so reckless, that you never even get to see the nicer things about life until potentially much, much later. Too late. Too. There's the people now that's like just finally starting to experience some stability when they're in their 40s. That's sad. Yeah. Because they were wilding the whole first half of their life. Yeah, it's, it's their parents' fault, though. I, I, so, you know, I don't parents. have kids, but in my head, I don't say this out loud very often, but, well, I'm going to say it to all of our 35,000 listeners, but I always blame the parents. It's always the parents. To a certain age, like, whenever I see stuff, I'm like, oh, that's their parents. Even to, and even I don't say it because age. parents hate that, and I'm not a parent. I don't get it. Some kids are just bad. But, oh, you know what? I don't know if I've ever... Did we talk about this? Please tell me if... if I feel like I meant to say it on this show for a long time. People with kids that are, like unreasonably bad where they're like sociopaths or they have like some type of violent disorder i met a woman like what? so i heard i heard a reddit poll you know i listen to these podcasts and they have like listener letters this woman wrote in and said her son is so violent like she can't leave them home with his sibling because he'll try to kill the sibling he tried to stab the sibling suffocate the sibling like the golden child type shit like He's just, like, tried to kill the parents. Like, like the good son, like, Macaulay I, yeah, Culkin? Yeah, like, I will kill you. Like, I will kill everyone in this house. Like, they have to call the cops. Like, they put them... So she had... The woman that dialed in was saying, like, he's in a mental institution, but he keeps saying, like, he constantly calls us and threatens us. Like, I'm going to get out of here when I'm 18, and I'm going to kill you guys. So she's like, when my son turns 18, we will, we're all changing our names and phone numbers, and we're moving across the country. Oh, my God. That's how afraid they are of their own child. And I met another woman whose son is very bad. She's like, I've had black eyes. Wait, you've met the No, I met one woman like this. That was a person that called into a podcast. This is someone I actually know. And they, she said, I've had black eyes. He's threatened to kill us. I can't leave him. I can never get a babysitter and go out because he would probably hurt the babysitter. Like, there are kids that are like... But these kids are, these kids have mental, mental like, issues. Th- that is the only case where I'm like, okay, I can't blame the parents in this case. Yeah, Because she's like, I've tried to beat it out of him. Like, there's no way I'm beating it out of him. Like, these kids are... Like, he has... He's on medicine. Like, and, you know, that to me is like, okay, that's not parenting necessarily. Like, that's a chemical imbalance. But everything other than that, like bad behavior or fresh mouth and stuff, I'm like, nah, that's your parents. Yeah. Because my I, parents sure the hell slapped or beat whatever foolishness I had in my heart out of me. I remember when we tried that conversion therapy for you. Shut up. <laughs> I ain't never go to no therapy. Why would you say that? <laughs> we, tried to, we tried to beat it out of you. They even let me take a turn. Yeah, right. No, I never went to nothing like that. I wasn't, a, I wasn't that bad. But the, if, you, if you've got mental issues, then it's obviously not the parents' fault. But, yeah, you know, but these I kids in the street, these kids the in the street beating up 15-year-old kids, that's, that's not a mental, that's a behavioral fault. issue that that's, the parents are just, there's no rules. They're not, there's no fear. Of, there's these no might fear be of those kind of people because you got to be some kind of a psychopath to beat up a girl. But you know, that's not it's probably like, you got to be some type of a psychopath or some type of a follower. Probably two yeah, of those fi- people are psychopaths, follower. and ten of them are followers. Maybe That's probably what one, it is. Maybe just one. Or, or or one charismatic leader, like Tupac and Juice. Exactly. And then the rest of them are just like, well, we got to fit in. Yeah. I think it was just like some gang gang nonsense. These kids are in these little crews and sets. They're not like so many Bloods and Crips anymore, but they're like little sets of Bloods and little sets of Crips where, like, uh, they're block. Mm. You know, if I lived on, you know, Sterling Place, we could be the Sterling Six, and we'd be like a, a little set... That our block and this is our crew and you know maybe you go to the next block and then you Bergen set you know what I mean like and yeah. then next thing you know you guys are like a set of bloods and whatever and y'all do stuff to you know rep your block and you just do stuff to try and get clout man get a goddamn job make some money get I agree out of here. you see we in a state of emergency though right 
state of emergency. Your boy Cuomo. I and this this coronavirus. I know we talked about this before, but this coronavirus. I feel like I am in the first ten mo- ten minutes of a movie that you know how it's going to end, where everybody's going to get sick and die and turn into zombies. You know the beginning where everybody's going to school or go to work and everything's living normal, they're making your lunch, and then like one person sneezes and you see him like shake the person's hand and then you see that person go into the pool and spread it to everyone else and it just trickles like the movie Outbreak mm. or like Contagion or mm. something like that. I feel like that's where we're at in this right now. We're all sitting here talking Bet. about laughing. Like, oh, you know, oh, 76 people involved. 76 people got the disease or got the coronavirus and it's just growing. I think we're to like a hundred something people now. So, I don't know. I think we uh, are in for a, I think this is the beginning of a ride that is going to take us somewhere we've never been before because this is this is the real deal and they're making so much of it in the media and it's just growing exponentially. Cruise ships being halted, economies are being crippled, the travel industry is taking a huge hit. So if you got airplane tickets to buy, Buy them now. Buy your cruise tickets now. Hmm. Because you could probably get a real nice deal on a nice cruise right now if you feel like, you know, taking your chances. Look, I feel like this may shape the 2020 elections when we realize we've got an idiot in charge and he can't help us. Because I feel a sense of fatalism because... Fatalism? Fatalism, meaning, like, it's all going to go to hell anyway. Because... We have an idiot in charge of this show for our country. Any advances we could have made or any advantages we could have had, I feel like are slightly diminished because of him and not him trying not to even accept that this is a real thing. Hmm. If we had a president who was more serious or more competent, they could be doing things and putting protocols in place to, to actually protect us. I don't get the sense that he's doing that because I don't get the sense he takes this seriously enough. Well, these politicians, these are the ones who are going to be... Uh, these. I'm just looking at the ages of all these politicians. You know how old these guys are? Yeah, and it's time for a new guard. Like, Joe Biden's 77 I think that's years what old. Bernie versus Joe Biden represents, to be honest. And I think that's what... It's not what, a new guard because Bernie Sanders is 80, 78 years but old. But he represents new policy. Mm-hmm. I think, like I, said, I, like I said before, Pete was my man for a little while. He's only like 40 years old. I think he's like 39. He would have been... He but been, he was representing old policy. Well, I mean, old policy, new policy, I think it's all, I think it's, they have, they're politicians. I don't believe a word any of them say. So whatever they say is all going to be in one ear and out the other. I don't know if I would say I don't believe what they say, but like, I'm going to take what you say at face value. At least that this is what you're even trying to put forward because they do take very different perspectives, you know? Yeah, but. Like you can say you're going to do this versus something else. You saying that to me means something it indicates something whether or not you actually do it is fine but you saying you're gonna do it indicates something to me it don't mean jack to me okay i think it's just they say what they gotta say to get elected and then when they get in there the behind closed doors there's really a secret organization that's running our country oh wow that went left really fast i'm serious i think there's an organization there's something there's people that are running our country who's in it um old rich white guys like the skulls. Oh, only white guys. They got a couple token black guys in there. Like who? Like the like the Freemasons, something like that, or like oh. one of those underground secret society. Imagine like if like the, the movie Skulls. Yeah, the, uh, my favorite movie. That's why that's my uh, that's my keyword for a lot of things. Yeah, I think that is the uh, that is what's really running this country. The B six thirteens of this country. B613, what's that? Oh, from Scandal. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, I wonder, like, imagine if the head of, like, the Freemasons or something were there. You know what I You know what I think is interesting? That that Christian breakfast. You ever seen that documentary about that Christian breakfast that happens every year? They get these young, white, like, frat guys, the kinds that, like, come and try to walk up to you and sell you the Bible. Mm-hmm. And they get them and they, like, live in a frat house but work for the government. And they do, like, all of this Christian-based, but it's really, like, political lobbying. And they, like, influence the top, top, top priorities. You ever heard of the prayer breakfast that they have every year in no, Washington? I, I, never, I, never, I heard of the prayer luncheon. That's, like, they run that. 
And that's what was so mind-boggling about it because they talk about this prayer breakfast every year. They mention it. It's like common knowledge. When you look into the people that put on that breakfast, that is a breakfast run by very conservative white people to sit there and basically tell you, like, this is the policy you need to pass. This is the policy. And it's such a Washington tradition. It bugged me out. Like, how is this super conservative Christian thing? I'm telling you, you think this is a joke, Yeah, it was very, like, it was like, whoa, that's who runs the prayer breakfast? It's like a national event. And it's, like, super biased. It's definitely not the politicians or the president running this country. Mm. And I can tell you that for a fact. Mm. I'm pretty sure the people who are behind everything that goes down in this country are old, rich, white men. You know, got Mm. CEOs of companies and underground dealings with the president. uh, They have the presidents and the politicians. And it's not even necessarily the president. It's these senators, it's these congressmen that are in their pocket that they got to influence and pass legislation or introduce bills and stuff that, that affect like, oh, South American trade, you got to pass that bill because I got I got a coffee company that's getting their beans from Word. South America and Word. I can't afford to be taxed. You know, yeah. if you tax me 1%, I'm losing $2 billion. Can you pass Listen, this? It's little stuff like that. I have a question for you. If you went into politics, what would be your ideal role? And what kind of politician would you be? Ideal would you like want to be a congressman? Would you want to be a senator? Would you want to be a mayor? Would you want to be? Senator is great. Why? Mayor is too much responsibility. It depends on where. Like New York City. Like New York City senator is clearly qualified to be a president because all of our mayors run for president here. But um, well, you got De Blasio, Bloomberg, um, or feel that they're qualified to run for president. But um, well, New York City is a big state, a big city. So so you wouldn't. Want I wouldn't to be want mayor, to be a mayor. You wouldn't want to be senator, state sen- senator, yeah, national like a state senator, senator, like a like a Chuck Schumer or something like that. Those, that, those guys. Chuck Schumer is a national senator. No, no, but he's from New York State. Okay, so you want to. So be, okay. he's not a junior senator. He's a, you want to be a state state senator. senator yeah, so one of those kind of guys. Where um, who's our other senator? Gillibrand? No. Um, she was. I'm not sure who it is now. I'm gonna find out. Well, anyway, somebody like Schumer because they. Get a good amount of like power and influence, but they don't have to like deal with day to day nonsense like the mayor. Like, oh, it's a blizzard and the streets weren't cleaned. Or we gotta do. You ever seen Schumer? The governor does. Yeah, it's yeah. still Kirsten Gillibrand and yeah. Chuck Schumer. Yeah, you don't have to. They're not like um, giving emergency snow reports and coronavirus updates every two minutes like Cuomoing and De Blasio. You know what I mean? Even though governor's pretty cool, but you're a senator. You're like, everybody knows you. Cuomo's like, oh, it's the senator. I got to be I gotta be nice to him because we need this, we need that. You go to Washington. Yeah, you go to Washington and you, 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 you're pretty important as a senator. You know what I think I'd want to be? A governor. Well, governor's a lot of responsibility. Yeah. I just want to run the whole joint. Because you know what, I actually, I think I want to, uh, like, yeah, I think I, I like the state level. I think I would want to run the state. Well, it depends what city you're in, too. Because, like I said, mayor... The governor's at the state level. No, I know, but in ma- the mayor of certain city. If you're the mayor of New York City... But you don't have as much power, because look at how Cuomo blocked de Blasio all this time. Oh, of course. I'm not, of course I want to be the governor. Yeah. But, Hello, governor. But to, to, to be fair, think about, like, de Blasio, the mayor of New York City, right? You could be the governor of Idaho. You may have more people, less people in your jurisdiction, but it's about your level of power. A governor is always going to trump a mayor. In your state, yeah. Yeah. Mm, I feel like I'd you... want to be the governor. Who's going to trump Cuomo for New York State? Nobody. Yeah, the governor is is the all power of the state. I like that. So, what you looking forward to next week? Staying home. I don't have any travel this week. Mm-hmm. I had two trips to D.C. planned, or maybe one long trip, probably, I would have made it. And they both got canceled. Well, I was going to say, if it, well, before we start recording, if I saw you call for anything like that while you were here, I was going to be like, you got to go. No, I'm good. I, I was I was pretty good. I um, Traveling wasn't that bad. It was very empty. I went to Nashville this week. I was in Nashville on Tuesday and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I went to Georgia. And then I came home from Georgia Friday night and... My travels were pretty smooth. Everybody was pretty reasonable. Nobody was like coughing. Like, hmm. so travel. So no travel this week. You're staying on me. I and then think. I go to Chicago next week. So we're gonna have to record on a Saturday, maybe. 
Okay. Well, me, this week I'm looking forward to nothing because I can't go out for work after drink, to drinks after work or anything. I feel like my whole life was... You can go. You whole, just can't drink. My whole life was uh, You're not going. surrounded by um, alcohol. You think you could go out to the bar and not drink? I could, but I wouldn't even do that to myself. What's the point? I could enjoy the company of your friends. You saying you can't have fun without alcohol? Mm-hmm. I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's no adult activity that doesn't involve alcohol. Wait, that's just not true. Give me one. Sex. I'm better with alcohol. Uh, <laughs> I'm better with alcohol. Paying bills. It doesn't hurt as much if I'm drinking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So everything is better with alcohol, which is my original everything. point. Everything. I can't think of like even if you go for like a picnic in the park. That's why I'm not doing this. I'm not an I'm not an addict. If I had if you told me like your your liver's messed up or something like that, you got to chill or like you 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 know whatever, I would happily stop. But if would I don't you, have to, would you happily why stop? Why would I? Yeah, because I'm trying to live. Like alcohol's not that significant. But until that point comes or like not until, but like short of that, everything's more fun with alcohol. Why would I try to deprive myself? I hear, I hear. I'm just doing it. I'm gonna try and stick it out for, for another what? four weeks. Good luck. It's hard though. It's hard. I respect you. Well, that's gonna wrap it up for this episode. Bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us at Sibling Sauce on Instagram. Tell a friend. We're yeah. on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, what else? Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Google Play. Please tell your friends. Like spread the word. Hit us up. If it's something you want us to talk about. Yeah, that would be helpful also because we don't know like which of these topics resonate with you. Like maybe you're overhearing us talk about politics. Yeah, maybe you want to hear us talk about something crazy. Maybe you miss me talking about the food I'm gonna cook because I haven't. I, I didn't even tell them about my fish. Yeah. We'll save it for next time. Yeah. So let us know what you think. Hit us up. All right. Peace out. Bye. Till next have week. A good week.